Hello, everybody. It's Nils Lofgren from the E Street Band and many others. You're listening to Sinead Nivorda on Radio Nova. Love Ireland. Love the fans. You all keep on rocking.
for your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews and live sessions. Live from the Radio Nova studios in the Dublin Docklands. Hello and welcome along to the show. I'm Sinead Nivorda. Thank you so much for joining me on this Saturday evening. I hope you've been having a great one so far. Kicking off the show was, of course, Bruce Springsteen with Dancing in the Dark. In light of the fact that Bruce and co. are coming to Croker this May, I'm bringing you backstage with the help of those who have met, performed and interviewed the boss. You'll be hearing from Nils Lofgren of the E Street Band. Stuart Clark will be gushing about meeting Bruce Springsteen. Gavin Glass will be sharing his story and befriending the legendary Clarence Clements and on being introduced to the boss. And of course, there will be the music. Backstage on Radio Nova. Bruce Springsteen, he is a legend and he is the boss. Inspired to take up music at the age of seven after seeing Elvis Presley on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1956, it was after watching the Beatles' appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show and Bruce began to play for audiences, starting out at a trailer park on New Jersey Route 34. He has sold more than 120 million records worldwide, making him one of the world's best-selling artists of all time. He's earned numerous awards for his work, including 20 Grammy Awards, two Golden Globes, and an Academy Award. Performing alongside him for over 30 years is the incredible guitarist Nils Lofgren. It was on his 30th anniversary of playing with the band that Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here is Nils' memory of that night. Yeah, it was a, a beautiful night and uh, my wife Amy's from West Orange, New Jersey, the New York area, so to spend a yes. few days in New York with a lot of friends, you know, yeah. old and new musicians, crew, of course, the band itself. I was happier for the band, really, because um, I've been in the band 30 years, and it was a bit bittersweet because we, we lost two of our members, and Clarence and Danny, you know, oh, we, so we had sorry. hoped they'd figure that out before they passed away, and they should have, but nevertheless, it was a beautiful honor. I know they were there in spirit, and to get to share it with Amy and some dear friends for a few days in New York was great. And in classic rock and roll, you know, which is just such a crazy, you know, art form, if you want to call it art, and music form, and such a powerful thing. Uh, and then, of course, you got the bureaucracy of, you know, the record companies and this beautiful Hall of Fame that decided finally we belong. And, oh, you know, on the ride home, on the <laughs> I got this nice statue we're going to put up in my home. And on the ride home, my wife Amy notices that the paint is chipping off my statue already. Uh, no. <laughs> So I guess that that's just kind of a, a nod to the 47 years of beating myself up. Of course, the statue is going to start chipping immediately. But all, all beautiful and fun and hilarious and part of what rock and roll is. And we were glad to participate. And I was really happy for my bandmates, honestly. That is something actually I wanted to ask you. I mean, you've performed with so many incredible acts. Obviously, you know, Bruce Springsteen, you mentioned Neil Young with Crazy Horse. And um, I've, I've saw clips of you playing with R.E.M. And of course, you got to play with Ringo Starr, his uh, all-star band. So what does rock and roll mean to you, Niels? You know, I'm, I made a record of, a few years back called Sacred Weapon. And that's a great description. It's kind of been my sacred weapon uh, really since five. I didn't real, realize what a escape, a healthy escape it was from the you know troubles of life that we all go through at every age and the un- uncertainty and doubts and it's always been like a sacred weapon i can turn to for relief for therapy just to get out of my head for inspiration whether i'm an amateur or professional and uh, it remains so to this day thank god and uh, i really notice that in the audiences you know I'll, I'll try to do a really special night and then i sit there and have a visit for an hour or so and you can tell people really 
you know, it's beautiful. They don't care they don't have a record deal. They don't care I'm not the I'm not on the top ten pop charts. They just are grateful for a good show and an and escape through some good music. And uh, it's just a wonderful, uh, you know, beautiful musical weapon to combat against all the the darkness of life, you know, and there's so much joy out there amidst the darkness. And to me, it's a sacred weapon that it still pushes me towards the light. And, and obviously for billions of people, it's a universal language uh, long established. And I'm grateful to, you know, after 47 years, I've got all these towns to drive through and set up and play for people and try to make it a magical night. Nils Lofgren of the E Street Band. What an absolute gentleman and, of course, absolute genius. Now, before Stuart Clark of Hot Press joins me in studio to talk about interviewing the boss, I'm going to play this one from Bruce Springsteen. It was the first single released from the 2007 album Magic. I absolutely adore this track. This is Radio Nowhere on Radio Nova.
You're tuned to Radio Nova and we are doing a Bruce Springsteen special for Backstage this weekend. And joining me now in the studio to wax lyrical about the boss is Stuart Clark of Hot Press. Hello. Good evening. How, How are, are you? you? I'm very good and looking forward to those two dates in May. It's going to be immense. Oh my God, it really, really is. Yeah. And they've sold out now, of course. Of course they were. Bound to in seconds. I'm already <laughs> being nice to what are hopefully the right people to make both nights. <laughs> my grovelling is absolutely <laughs> award-winning at the moment. <laughs> Can I tag along? You can. Actually, I just got a flashback. Years ago, we actually went to Bruce Springsteen in the RDS. We did. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Was no, I, I've got to be honest, I, I was a lapsed Bruce Springsteen fan. And it was interesting the other night because uh, Bruce paid tribute to David Bowie on the current tour and played Rebel Rebel. And he said that David had been a big supporter of the E Street Band before they were famous. And I remember reading an interview back in 1973-74 with Bowie saying, this American dude, Bruce Springsteen, check him out. And I he did, but I'd never seen mentioned since. And Bruce actually revealed that uh, David uh, invited him down to Philadelphia for the Young Americans recording, and the royalties hadn't started coming in, and Bruce had to go down by Greyhound bus. He ah. was that broke. Born to Run was in the charts, I think, but none but of the checks had come off. through. And he was very uh, on stage the other night. It's on YouTube, of course. Um, really did seem very upset about David, as we all are, but yeah. there is a, a, a Bowie-Bruce connection in, in, in that sense. Oh, bless him. Yeah. What a great little story. Have you interviewed Bruce over the years? Yeah, I tell you what happened. Uh, back in 2012, when Wrecking Ball came out, the record company dragged me kicking and screaming to Paris. <laughs> and God they had you. the <laughs> world press launch in a beautiful theatre. And uh, you're too young to remember this fellow, but Anton de Korn, the guy who used to do Euro Trash. Oh my him God, the, the very suave, yeah. yeah. Him and Bruce are best mates. It's it's surreal. So he did, what? yeah, he did the public interview and it was a bunch of scurvy hacks and we each got to put our hand up and ask a question. And I asked Bruce about the importance of, of fandom and I said, Who, who's the guy that you, or the lady that you have those arguments about? He said, look, Steve Van Zandt. He said, we can drive from Cincinnati to New York arguing about who's the coolest Charlie, Mick or Keith or what's the best Rascals B-side or you know, he says those are the kind of arguments we have and they nearly, well, sometimes do get physical, pushing and shoving and hair pulling (laughs) and so we we talked about fandom and uh, afterwards it really did get terrible, we were drinking champagne in the bar and we were told that Bruce might sort of pop in to say hi. So I was sort of standing there on my own. And the next thing, Bruce w- w- was next to me. And I thought, my God, he's going to he's gonna go. Just say something. So I said, oh, hi, Bruce. Stuart, you know, we spoke before just, you know, this afternoon. He said, oh, yeah, good question. I said, actually, I was talking about you the other day. And he looked at me like I was an idiot. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I was talking about you to Mick Jones from The Clash. And he sort of looked a bit more interested then. Hey, hey, hey. And I said, look, absolutely, (laughs) clang. So I said, um, you know, did you realise that when you played London Calling on your UK tour as a mark of respect to Joe Strummer after he died, that his widow and his kids were absolutely thrilled? And the band, existing members of the band, or surviving members of the band, were also very, very touched. He went, oh my God, he said, I had a phone number for Joe's widow and, and, and I lost it. And Tell me everything. Oh, wow. So I, I told... And he went to me, he said, uh, hang on, I said, you're from London, are you? I said, well, yeah, originally. He said, you didn't see The Clash in 77. I went, I did. <gasps> on the White Riot, sir. <gasps> <gasps> so I, I was there as all these... Real reverse. <laughs> I was kind of going, the 13-year-old me is just exploding. His brain has gone <laughs> boom through his ears that Bruce Springsteen is quizzing me about Joe Strummer. Clash, but yeah. it struck me... Um, 
I would have met, say, John Bon Jovi. Nice man, but he's the CEO of John Bon Jovi, Inc. You can hear the meter running. It's another day, another dollar. With Springsteen, you just get the impression... It's not the impression, it's the truth. He, first and foremost, is a music fan mm. who happens to be in a little band. Little band. Now, Stuart, you are sticking around, so I will be asking you a little bit later on in the show about an exciting new revelation and on the brilliance of the E Street Band. But first, it is time to be enlightened on the latest in music news. Connor Eran of Radio Nova will be popping in next on Backstage to bring us up to date on the latest stirrings this week concerning Noel Gallagher and Pete Doherty. So I've got music from Pete Doherty, circa 2004 on the way. It's a great one from the Libertines. That's up next on Radio Nova. Backstage on Radio Nova.